0: In the daily financial news, May 4th. May 4th, right? May May the 4th be with you. Uh, I wanted to talk about an article from CoStar. Uh, this actually was sent to me a couple of different times. Uh, and if there's ever a sign that I'm a paper person, I actually printed the article. There you go, see. Anyways, it's talking finally somebody's putting some numbers on potential defaults around the CMBS commercial mortgage-backed security uh, over the next couple of years. This is interesting because it's really the big market, right? Multifamily, office, retail. Uh, But it's also a sign that this is going to evolve over time. I wanted to go through the article just as I read it. I kind of marked it up with different things that I think are important. So we'll just go through it and talk about my experience. I'm going to do my best to relate 2020 to what I experienced in 2008. You will see one point in here it talks about 2010 uh, which if you watched this channel for any length of time you know is my most aggressive year as far as acquisitions Uh, so we'll get into it. So again uh, as they evaluated the market uh, again they looked at different segments and we'll talk about them but multifamily uh, is expected to be hit the hardest as far as units. Yes, Josh, back because I want to get this one done before my eight so I can do my eight o'clock interview and then go work out. That's why. <laughs> uh, and, and I have fun. Uh, so again, this article is really sponsored. It was written by CoStar. A couple of things that are interesting is they looked at 100,000 loans and they identified 13,000 loans that are at high risk of default. Those 13 loans make up the 148 billion. Billion dollars in potential uh, loans that could be defaulted on. Um, when you look at them, it's about 14% of loan count and about 11% of loan value, right? So, um, you know, when you hear percentages, you always got to ask, what does that mean? So, again, 14% of loan count and 11% of uh, loan value, which in my mind makes it these are the smaller loans right because you have 14% of total loans and 11% of value so anyways there you go a couple of things that they realized is if these are truly going to default as they expect they are going to be sold for deep deep discounts uh, potentially 60% off of loan value which you we all know loan value was 60% probably or 65% of purchase price so all equity gone uh, and the lender taking a significant haircut, which is, which is not gonna be good if you're an LP in one of these things, or frankly, if you're the owner, everybody is gonna take a hit. Um, one of the things that I wanted to call out is, they talk about 2010, as I highlighted in my introduction. They highlighted in 2010 that distressed sales made up roughly 32% of the market. Um, This, again, is the commercial market. I did not realize it was that high. Um, It was not that high in single-family home. It was high, but I guess maybe just because there's more of them. Uh, But again, 32% of transactions were distressed in 2010. By comparison, 2019, only 2% were distressed. So again, huge, huge swing. again they talked about the greatest risk of defaults in these space being uh, the next couple of years Uh, so that is interesting in the article again i showed the cover earlier they do do this nice chart uh, for you which is basically the red and the blue is comparing defaulted properties with performing and they're basically saying watch out to values Um, overall 66% drop in value for properties that are sold via default, uh, while overall commercial market is expected to fall 19%. So even if you have a performing loan, the value of your asset has fallen by 19%. That is scary for anybody that has to refi out, right? You have a three year bridge loan, be careful. Interesting, uh, retail is the hardest hit, which kind of makes sense. They saw values potentially fall 76%. Wow, that's a haircut and a half, right? So it'll be interesting. There will be a whole industry made up of converting uh, legacy malls into something. I'll be curious to see, do they take the footprint and just reconfigure the inside or do they scrape it and build anew? Uh, that is going to be some deep, deep, deep money going in there. Uh, hotels down 62%. Um, wow, commercial properties will crash 40, 45% before this is all over. Yeah, could could be. I am so glad we sold in 2019. Again, know your market. Learn your market. If you watch it every day like I do, you will sell when it is high. So happy we sold Apartments were called out. The one thing about apartments, the 13,000 loans that they said could go into default, 11,000 of those were multifamily. Ouch. Ouch. Value-add multifamily, bridge loan debt. I'm sorry. Multifamily, uh, multifamily is in trouble. Um, what's next? Yeah, again, you know, 13,000 loans could go bad, 11,000 in apartments, uh, just so we can round that out, 823 in office, 732 in hotels, and then 718 in industrial or other properties. So again, no, nobody is left unscathed, but clearly multifamily, multifamily was the hot product. It's exactly what I've been talking about the last year or so is multifamily got hot. Everybody believed bigger is better. Everybody was overpaying. Cap rates were going down. Interest rates were ridiculously low. Fannie and Freddie were doing interest-only loans for 5 or 10 years. 40-year amortizations. The lending just got out of control. Prices just went up. And when all my real estate meetups were doing, they were talking about being a syndicator. That's just a bad thing. Yes, if national rent control is enacted, watch out. Uh, That is a good point. Uh, So what else? Again, this is... This is just really a point that um, the CMBS, again, the commercial mortgage backed securities, when people look through the inventory of loans done the last couple of years, there are a lot of bad deals there. There's going to be stress. But really what I wanted to point out here is this is going to be rolling forward. It's not like these things will just come on the market tomorrow. This article is talking about two years. And I would tell you, you probably won't even see the first one until next year. Frankly, I believe we will be out of the health event that we're in and recovering when most of this bad debt starts to blow up and and buildings are taken over. Probably 2022 before the masses of deals come in, right? Talk about 2010 was my most aggressive year and this article says it's where the most stress was. It is going to be a bad time to be selling multifamily assets in 2021-22. Not a lot of transactions. You're going to be compete, competing with prices. Cap rates are going to go up. It's, it's going to be bad. Distressed liquidation. All your limited partner equity gone. Banks taking, in this case, 60% haircuts. It's going to be bad. So, again, the, the point of this article is like we've talked about on this channel. Learn your market. Single-family homes are a safer bet. 30-year debt fixed. Cheap, cheap, right? Three, They have a three-handle on it. Multifamily is going to be the market. It's probably two to three years out. I've been clear on this channel if you follow up for any length of time. I'm buying houses today like I did in 2003. So I can 1031 exchange into multifamily in four to five years. This is what I'm doing. I am, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm buying single family homes now because they're a better deal. Learn your market, compare deals, and then I'm going to get ready to 1031 exchange in three to five years. That's how we went from eight to 80. I think there's an in, there's a 90 minute session of me on this channel giving a talk in Virginia about how I went from eight to 80. It's 1031, It's and this is an indiv- This is an individual, right? You can get into multifamily by buying single-family first. A big part of our financial freedom are multifamily, but it's buying them at the right time. 2019 was not the right time, I am sorry. But if you buy single-family homes, you get fixed-rate debt, you let this thing go on, we, we move forward, the single-family rental is strong, um, it's possible the 1031 exchange can go away. I doubt it. Internal Revenue Code uh, 1031. Um, there are few, very few codes that make sense. Uh, bigger is better is one of them for the tax code, right? Like kind exchange. I think they. I think it certainly is at risk. Um, but there's a lot of tax changes before that's at risk. Is is my thinking? Uh, the 1031 exchange would not really generate that much more tax revenue uh for the irs they will go after other things first uh, in my opinion so uh, i wouldn't worry about that um so at the end of the day realize that multifamily is going to be a great investment don't be early the house is on fire don't rush in three to five years out uh, if you are itching to become a buy and hold landlord i strongly recommend single family homes but run the numbers learn your market Uh, I had somebody reach out to me yesterday saying, hey, um, you know, it doesn't work for me. Great. I don't know your market. Uh, No problem, right? This is is one guy's opinion in, you know, Mountain View, California. Um, Airlines are smoked down 10%, just like I said. Uh, So at the end of the day, that's what I got for you. Really excited about my 8 a.m. interview. And then I am going to go work out. All right, everybody. Take care of yourself. Have fun. Bye.